We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome into One on One, a Kansas City Chiefs podcast here on the KC Sports Network, usually with two former players. I'm here with one former player and Jeff Allen. My name is Tucker Franklin here, the podcast producer for KCSN, filling in for Mike, who, you know, he said his wife's a little under the weather. Got to help these guys out. That's what I'm here for. I'm the ultimate. I like to describe myself as as a utility player, you know, like in baseball, you can play anywhere. Yeah, you're the swing I, guy. You're yes. like the, it's like the That's, sixth offensive lineman. You could do it all. Perfect. That's a perfect explanation. I'm, I'm the swing tackle here. Yeah, um, but yeah. Jeff, how are you doing today? I know it's kind of, it seemed like it's been forever since the Chiefs played because they played on a Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a minute. Um, it's good that, you know, we got to win. Yeah. Um, they got a little bit of time off, but I'm good right now. But we're dealing with this COVID issue right now that's oh. running rampant through the entire country and it's affecting the Chiefs right now. Yeah, for sure. But before we really dive into the all the COVID issues going on, there's such a long list. I had to write it down on my notepad here so I could remember all of them. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. just remember it. But I got to talk about Cookie Society. You guys, uh, you guys did your final restock this last week. Um, yeah. So I, I'm super excited. Um, I might have got that order, and I can't remember. I, I was t- I put it on all my lists. Right? You got to say, hey, give me those Cookie Society. Uh, you got to get them, and you got the holiday flavors out, which are so good. Um, so what what else you guys got going on? Kind of gearing up for it's, the new year. It's been busy, man. I, I I literally I've been baking cookies since 5 a.m. Packaging. <laughs> it's all hands on deck right now. We're we got a huge rush of orders. Uh, one, it's holiday season. Christmas is right around the corner. Then um, we were featured on CBS Morning News mm-hmm. um, where there's like 15 million viewers and all of them went to the website at the same time. So we had to turn <laughs> we had to turn the website off because we got an influx of orders um, and we just had to get them done. So that's what we've been doing. Um, this is our last day of shipping and it's been fun. We'll see you all next year with a bunch of new cookies. Um, a new year. We're looking forward to it. I'm excited. I know there's a lot of a lot of good things going on for Cookie Society. That was awesome to see you guys on CBS Morning News. I went and retweeted that story. It's a great story that they did, and 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 exciting to see what what all you guys come up with in in 2022. And glad that you're you know a part of this network doing the feed it forward and everything like yeah. that. I always love giving the cookies to the teachers. The times I do go, and they they love them every time. So uh, I guess let's go ahead and dive into this COVID news here. A lot of guys have been put on the list. Travis Kelsey was the big one yesterday. He went on with Charvarius Ward and Harrison Butker. All three phases of the game affected right there in that kind of one round of testing. Those guys put on the list. But today it comes out, you know, kind of Tyree Kill, Blake Bell, and Rashad Fitton were kind of the first wave of guys put on that list. And then 
more guys came out by the time of four o'clock once the transaction report comes out. So, so I wrote my list here. I alluded to it earlier. Josh Gordon, Chris Jones, Willie Gay, Garrick Dieter, practice squad member, uh, Travis Kelsey, Charverius Ward, Harrison Bucker, Tyreek Hill, Rashad Fenton, Blake Bell, Nick Bolton, Lucas Niang, Kyle Long, Armani Watts, Darius Harris, and Darice Fountain. Both Harrison Fountain are practice squad members, but all of those guys are on the practice squad. Jeff, when you hear those names, what's kind of the first thing when you think of it? Those guys might not be available this weekend. Well, that's tough. It's, tough. it's definitely going to be a, an obstacle and, and something that the team has to overcome. I'm just hoping and praying that they're healthy, um, that they don't get any you know, severe symptoms or anything like that, and they get get back to 100%. But um, from a football standpoint, it's going to be tough to replace 16 guys, 13 active guys, and then some of the star power if, if they can't get back. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that um, it's just, just the, the end of it as far as you know going throughout the team and that everyone else can remain healthy and, and we can piece together a team. I hope so too, man. And I, I tweeted out earlier on Tuesday that the Chiefs have a Pro Bowl roster on their COVID list. Essentially, yeah. when you look at all the guys on there, um, and it's it's kind of scary to think about how far that this this can go. I know the NFL released new protocols, and I even admitted on Twitter, like, hey, when they when they announced those protocols last week, I wasn't paying attention to what the new yeah. protocols were because they weren't affecting the Chiefs at that mm-hmm. point. Because uh, even Jones and Gordon, when they went into the protocol, they were under the old protocol rules. So it's like, okay, I didn't really pay attention. So spent a lot of time today kind of brushing up on that. Now, if you're an asymptomatic vaccinated player, you only need one negative test to, to return, um, w- which I think is interesting and in, in how much time it really takes to get back to the to the field has been been brought up and into question, but it at least uh, reduces it by one day without having to return two tests. So um, I, I think that some of these guys do have a shot with Travis Kelsey um, and Tyree Kill. They talked about him having a shot as well, um, but but it's going to be a very limited team. And I think that kind of if it's going to be a week where you want a limited team against, it might be this Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> team where they look a little uh, on their last leg, but. I don't know. You never want to go into a game with with 16 guys out. Yeah, that's that's tough. That 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 messes up special teams, especially because a lot of those guys that may not be full time starters, they play a, they play a huge role in special teams. So, and then um, just the practice squad is affecting the practice squad. So the yeah. replacements aren't there. So if you need a guy off the street, there's a guy named Jeff Allen that's baking cookies right now that can give you four or five plays, you know, something like that. But it's going to be tough to replace those guys. So I'm praying and hoping, one, that they're healthy, you know, for themselves, and two, they can get back, you know, on the field. Would you much rather be in the trenches or baking cookies? Which one would you rather be doing? Right it now? just depends. I, on a <laughs> yeah. Sunday, I would rather be in the trenches. Yeah. Monday, Monday through Saturday, I'll be baking cookies right now, man. You know, that's why I retired. <laughs> Right. Right. Well, let's let's kind of rewind a little bit and talk about this Chargers game. Man, it does seem like they played so long ago just because of of it being a Thursday night game. You had to get a couple rewatches in to kind of remember how that game went. But what were your first kind of thoughts and takeaways from from that matchup? Man, I knew it was going to be a hell of a game Um, with the AFC West pretty much on the line. Yeah. If we lost that game, Chargers essentially swept us and they have the advantage of a tiebreaker. So I knew that it was going to be one of those where you're going to get the best effort on all sides of the ball. Um, I was really encouraged by the defense. I mean, they've been great all year. But this has been the first game in a while where um, an offense is, was like they were moving the ball. Like they didn't really stop the Chargers. But they stopped them when it was most important. 
and that was down in the you know the low red zone inside the five. They did it three times, and they kept points off the board. And ultimately, you know, the offense kind of came to life at the end of the game. But ultimately, those stops early in the game, um, and in the last stop um, was like one minute left in the game. Yeah. Um, is what won the game for the Chiefs, the defense. So I love seeing that. And offensively, can we get what we saw those last three drives, you know, the two game-tying mm-hmm. drives and the game-winning drive? That was that was traditional Chiefs offense and what we see at Patrick Mahomes, and that's what I want to see moving forward. Well, I kind of said to you before we started the show that this was one of those games where we saw the Chiefs play their absolute best and, and sometimes their absolute worst. And it's mm-hmm. one of the and they even came back and won. And and I think it's kind of tough in these games to to really be confident in too many things because sometimes I don't know for me specifically, it's just like an analyst looking at it. You're like, you think, wow, they did this really well, but then you think earlier in the game, like, oh, you didn't do very good. So as a player, when when you think about that stuff and go back and watch film, what are you taking away the most? Are you are you dwelling on some of those things that you did wrong a little bit more than the things you did right? Always the things that you do wrong. You don't remember the good plays. Those are, those are, the, those are in the category of doing your job, in, in my yeah. opinion. But for us, we're always, you know, kicking ourselves in the butt for those little mistakes, and they can be costly. The NFL is such thin margins, so you know it doesn't matter, you know, what point in the game. There's only, you know, two to three plays that ultimately decide it. And you look back on the film, and there could be many different situations where you say, "God, if I made that play, we could have won the game." So you never want to be that guy. So you're always being hypercritical and, and critiquing yourself and making sure that you're doing what you need to do. A, a big topic around this game, too, was kind of Brandon Staley's aggressiveness. And I mm-hmm. think on fourth down, and I don't know where you stand on that, Jeff, but what did you think of him wanting to go for fourth down against the Chiefs? I mean, I love it, honestly, as a player that even if you lose the game, it sucks, but you're like, man, this guy believes in us. Yeah. Um, but from a from an analytical analytic standpoint, I guess it's the right thing to do. But if I were the coach, I wouldn't have made that decision, especially, you know, after, you know, let's just say missing, you know, two touchdowns inside the five would be in a close game at the end. I probably would have kicked the field goal and said, hey, defense, I know it's Patrick Mahomes, but we screwed up early in the game. So save us. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, my kind of thought process there is too. I, I think the decision was right, but I kind of question the play call because they were running all over that Chiefs mm-hmm. interior line with, with Chris Jones out and, and some guys that just weren't put in good positions, uh, I think, personnel-wise on the front interior. So I think that uh, I, I understand wanting to put the ball in your best player's hands in Justin Herbert. I get that. But, I mean, if you're running the ball with such good success, on, especially when you have a fourth and short, I think you got to kind of try to try to stick it on the ground there. And, and yeah. that's not usually what I like to do. I, I, I like to see Patrick Mahomes throw the ball, right? So, like, if it's a fourth down, I want to see Patrick Mahomes throw the ball. But if the Chiefs are having a lot of success on the ground with, you know, Daryl and Clyde, I'm not going to be upset if they pick up that fourth and short with them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's tick for tack. I mean, there's no you're, – you're, you're right when you're right, you're wrong when you're not right. When you're not right. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Damned if you do, damned if you don't in situations like that. I do think he made the right decision, especially for his team and, and how they were performing all game. Their only downfall was not converting those fourth downs in the red zone. And they were critical, yeah. and it sucks, but, I mean, it still was a good day for their offense. And you got to, I think Staley even talked about this after the game is you got to be aggressive against the chiefs to yeah. try to do, you, you have to. And and I don't fault him one bit. I don't, I don't understand why people are really upset at him. I don't, 
I think he made the right calls in terms of they should go for it because they're trying to win the game. They're not going to try to kick field goals. And usually, I should say this, knock on wood, usually field goals don't beat the Chiefs. When the mm-hmm. offense is humming as it, as it is, the field goals won't do the job. So I understand Brandon Staley's point of view. I think I think this rivalry is just heating up. I yeah. think that with, with these two quarterbacks too, with them splitting the series this year, it's really exciting to look at the future of, the, of this the series. No, I'm definitely excited. I, I love I love this matchup. I love Justin Herbert. I love Patrick Mahomes. This is going to be fun. This is great for football. This is great for the AFC West. It's great for the NFL. You know, I don't see them beating us. You know what what Patrick said on the golf course. I believe I'll when see, I see it, yeah, we're we're seeing a little we're seeing a little bit more though. He, this is going to be a tough matchup for some years to come, um, but it's only going to make the Chiefs yeah. better. It's going to make you know, Coach Reed and Veach, you know, think about the division now. You have to go get better because to win this division is gonna is gonna be tough, you know, with that quarterback over in LA. I was almost said San Diego, but LA. <laughs> yeah, we, we were on with Matt Castle this morning when we were doing a little video breakdown and he he kept saying the San Diego Chargers. Um and he, he's kicking himself. He's like, I mean I mean I I'm in LA. But yeah, it's it's uh it's gonna be fun with those two quarterbacks. These teams are gonna be built to beat the Chiefs too. Those in these divisional games, mm-hmm. the you know, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chargers are all gonna build their teams to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So that's gonna be kind of ex- exciting to see. And it's it's fun to have a rivalry, right? Yeah. I know that it's it's fun to dominate the the division for so many years, but it's fun when you win close games and I tell you that game when we did that second screen uh, on on Thursday night was was so much fun to see you know just the big players come up and, and show out and compete. Well, how exciting is it? You I mean you go into week fifteen? Usually, you know, last five years you're like pretty much wrapped up the FC West. You're thinking right. about the playoffs, probably chasing the number one seed. But this game actually mattered, and mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of anxious moments. But it's fun seeing that as a fan, experiencing that as a player, and with everything on the line. That's what football is about. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. And it's a joint. So this offensive line, Jeff, has been absolutely killer. And I think Mm -hmm. I I always will see Trey Smith burying a dude, just a grown man. And and this dude's a rookie. Got him in the sixth round. I think we can talk about Trey Smith probably a whole podcast because he's absolutely unbelievable. But what I want to talk about is kind of how Orlando Brown has improved in in pass protection. Because I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of the biggest story that – not a whole lot of people are talking about because at the beginning of the season, you know, he comes from Baltimore. It's a really run heavy team and he's not used to the pass protection the same way. Pass protecting Lamar Jackson is way different than pass protecting Patrick Mahomes. And so kind of what have you seen him? Like, how has he improved himself in the ways that you've seen? Angles and landmarks. Um, he's understanding a little bit more that, you know, with Lamar, um, I mean, he'd take off a little bit more. Patrick, yeah. it's 
he's in different spots in the pocket. He, he stays in the pocket a little bit more, but he also sits a little bit deeper than a typical quarterback. So that takes a little bit of getting used to as a tackle because in his mind, he has, a, he's a, he has a clock in his head. And he also has, you know, kind of the idea of the depth of the pocket. He thinks if I got this guy 10 yards up the field, I can kind of run him by. Sometimes Pat doesn't step up in those instances because, you know, he can flush out the back of the pocket and he can sling it. You know, like he can sling it. He's not a typical quarterback. So he kind of he had to get used to that. And and Patrick started to get used to him. He's starting to step up a little bit more, not only because of, you know, Orlando, I mean, but he has mm-hmm. the best interior offensive line in the NFL. Right. I mean, between um, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, and, and Trey Smith, those are three solid guys inside that more times than not, they're going to win their matchups and it's going to be, you know, a really good pocket. So he's getting confidence in that. Orlando's getting used to the depth of the pocket. And we're seeing everyone starting to mesh together. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one of the kind of un, unsung pieces of this whole offensive line has been Joe Tooney. Just the way he's kind of anchored that middle. And it, with two with a rookie beside him and Creed Humphrey, you got to think that Tooney's helping him out in, in, in times like this. And even another rookie with Trey Smith on, on the right side of the guard, having that interior, which quite possibly could be one of the best interior just front three in, in, in the NFL. You know, I love Quentin Nelson. He's, he's an yeah. absolute beast, but I mean, you think, you think from guard to guard collectively as a group, I don't see anyone better. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, you got three guys that are arguably top five in their position. Yeah. Three. I mean, what team has that? It's, it's been a beautiful thing to see and it's a beautiful thing to see them kind of run the ball with a little bit of a little bit of power once again. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's my favorite thing. Seeing Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey in space, even on the screen game. Get I think Trey Humphrey Trey Humphrey. I combined them together. What a, what a uh, I mean, they're basically the same person, you know. <laughs> seeing Trey Smith barrel over some DB on on a screenplay is one of my favorite things to watch. And I think there was a clip that Jeff Schwartz tweeted out. I think it was actually Mitchell Schwartz tweeted it out uh, of a spin move back in. This is a couple weeks ago i can't remember who did it um but they spun back in and Smith just absolutely obliterated him um and it's just something i just love to see the physicality he, from he, him trey smith plays like he hates everyone that he plays like <laughs> he has a personal vendetta against every single defender like you did something wrong to me in my life and you're gonna pay for it and i love it like it's he plays so angry physical yeah. um but he's also like really smart intuitive guy especially for a rookie like that's yeah, that's tough to see. A lot of guys are really physical and it takes a little bit of time to get up to speed with technique and, and assignment football as a, as a rookie. This guy has it all. Um, Any, I know there are people on the outside. I see on Twitter talk about he needs to cut down on the penalties. That's a mm-hmm. part of his game. He's aggressive. A lot of those are, are, are you shouldn't be penalties. If we're being honest, he's just super aggressive and refs are yeah. used to seeing that sometimes. Um, so continue to be you, Trey. Keep bringing that energy. It permeates through the offensive line. And it makes everyone it, it gets it gets it gets competitive. When you see a guy getting knocked down, getting nasty, you're like, man, I can do that too. And everyone <laughs> starts trying to do it. So keep doing that. One of my favorite clips of Trey Smith. It's uh, the Big Boys Club when Jeff Schwartz did it with uh, with Duke Miniweather. They showed his first play of like his college career. He like went out on a pole and absolutely just bundled a guy, bundled a D back, and it just like set the tone. Just like it's like the perfect epitome of what Trey Smith is. Just first play of his college career, going out there and and burying a guy ten feet under. And I just I just love that he's on the Chiefs. Like that's the best part. Is yeah. that like this dude who's extremely aggressive is on the Chiefs and has really revamped, revitalized uh this Chiefs offensive line. So uh Jeff, let's look ahead kind of to this to the Steelers game. 
I mean, I kind of alluded to it earlier. If you're going to bone to be missing, you know, some guys <laughs> against the Steelers is probably the, the good team to be huh. doing it against. But kind of with this COVID distraction, I know that you didn't have to deal with COVID. You retired a year before uh, the pandemic started. But how do you think this kind of all message message meshes? Holy cow. Yeah. Meshes in with all the other distractions of just a regular NFL season. It doesn't. This is something that, I mean, no one saw coming. I mean, no one expects to be living through a pandemic, especially with playing playing sports. So it's tough and not knowing it's the unknown because it can happen any given week. You don't know when the outbreak's going to happen in your locker room. And, and I mean, I guess it being the second year of it, you can kind of get prepared for it and have your protocols and your what ifs and kind of have an idea of how it would work if, if this were to happen. So I guess the advantage is this is the second year dealing with this. So. I know that they're going to have a plan. They have the best medical staff in football, best training staff, um, best coaching staff. It's just a team collectively that they're going to have a plan. They're going to figure it out. And it's not like it sucks. It's a disadvantage right now, but everyone's dealing with it. It's just our turn. So um, we just got to figure it out. And we saw some games get postponed, get pushed back. You know, there's a game just about to start as we're recording this podcast and a game on Tuesday night. So, what do you think they should move this game back? What are your thoughts uh, on that? Honestly, I think they should move it. Um, not just because it's our Chiefs, but it's 16 right. guys. And this is, one, this is one of those things where I don't know the numbers, but I know the majority of the team is vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So this isn't just an outbreak just based off of, you know, people not getting vaccinated or someone breaking the protocol and doing something that was against the league standard. This just happened. And this is a new variant that, it's yeah. spreading wildly, wildly through the country. Everyone's getting it right now. It's, 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 it's it is what it is. So, I think um, the league should make an adjustment, an exception in this case. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be for the benefit of probably both teams here, if you if you really think about it. So, um, I, I know that the the Raiders were upset that they got moved because I think they talked about, well, we why do we have a game get moved for other teams? you know having yeah. a, a breach of stuff uh, i think it's different because it's not a breach of protocols at all it's just a, yeah. just an outbreak um so I, I think that's a really good point jeff so let's move kind of to the football side of this right uh, tj watt i think one of the best defenders in football is going to be going up here and that's that's really my biggest worry is how much havoc he can wreak and, and especially if you think on that right side lucas niang kyle long both on the COVID list, so who who's your tackle going to be? Probably going to be Mike Wiley. Rimmers, but oh, Rimmer, Rimmers, he's back. Wiley, yeah, yeah, it might be so, Wiley, yeah. You know, we'll see. He he played he played decently in those uh, those games yeah. where he played right tackle, and mm -hmm. and honestly, it doesn't matter who's in there. Andy Reid's going to have a plan. Yeah. He's not going to leave that guy on the island. It's not going to be straight drop back. That is a potential defensive player of the year right there. So there's going to be a lot of attention. Um, and T.J. Watts, you know. His in his direction, and thank God um, Trey's over there because he's going to take some shots too. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to watch that matchup too. And I think kind of on the defensive side of the ball, you think about Big Ben. I've been saying this all year that dude's as mobile as a tree. Um, so I think this is a it's a good week for the Chiefs to kind of get after him. Uh, what do you think? You see on the defensive side of the ball, what kind of the recipe for success is there? Stop the run. Stop yeah. the run, put the ball in, no disrespect to Big Ben, but put it in his hands. He stores the end of his career. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame. He's a legend. Respect mm -hmm. to one of the greatest to ever do it. But right now, um, I think we have the advantage if we put the ball in his hands. Yeah, I totally agree. I just 
I think Maddie, Maddie Lane even said it too. It's like this is the week if you're going to be missing Travis Kelsey, if you're going to be missing some of these guys. I mean, this this beat up Steelers team is going to be the team to play. They, you know, Juju was out for the year with his shoulder injury. They've got they've got problems kind of all over that. I mean, they have not they have Najee. He's a he's a solid. Yeah, he's back. a stud. He's a stud. Um, but as long as you slow him down, stop him, I think I don't, I don't see this being a problem for our defense, but. You know, knock on wood, uh, maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe jinxing us right now, but honestly, <laughs> I don't see much coming from their offense. But they did just pull up a shocker this past week. so It did. Really helped the Chiefs out, too, in the quest for that number one seed, man. Everything fell into place. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's just like the AFC's just giving the Chiefs the number one seed. I know, from, la- from last in the division, the first in the AFC. It's just crazy. Yeah. So if you want to go and check out this uh, Steelers game at, at Arrowhead, I believe it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, home game. Make sure to go check out our friends' tickets for less. You can use the promo code KCSN21 to get the best deal available. It's not like a set uh, promo code like some of these promo codes you get out there, 20%, 10%. This one will give you automatically the best deal possible on Chiefs tickets. So you go in, you find your tickets that you want. As soon as you go to check out, type in KCSN21. It's going to give you the best deal on tickets that don't have fees that's the best thing about tickets for less they don't have fees involved i don't know jeff if you ever go to seat geek or StubHub, you go and you're like oh these tickets are only 10 bucks i'm gonna go to this baseball game and then you go check out and you're paying 125 dollars <laughs> you're like hang on hang on a second i thought these were 10 dollars tickets but uh that's what i like about our friends at tickets for less no fees uh jeff it's been great to kind of sit here and, and and talk about what's going on with this chiefs this covid protocols and Man, I could talk offensive line for you. I think we even talked about at one point doing an offensive line breakdown. So we should we uh, should do that. We should do that one week go because all of these guys individually deserve yeah. to be highlighted because they're all doing special things. We talk about Trey a lot because he he has the highlight blocks, mm-hmm. the blocks that you want to talk about. But each guy individually, they're doing a hell of a job. Um, shout out to Creed, best center in the league right now. Oh yeah, Joe Tooney, Mister Dependable, Mister Consistent, day in and day out. He's going to be an all-pro type player. I mean, you got Orlando Brown over there settling in, doing a hell of a job, pro bowl type player. Lucas Nang, young guy who's getting better week in and week out. So I'm just excited for not just this year, you know, we're going to pull this thing off. I have a feeling this is the championship type thing. I've tweeted it out. But the future for this offensive line is bright because they're young and they're studs. Yeah, Jeff Stradamus has really been been in motion this year, man. You've been calling all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so. man, I said it. Everyone's laughing at me. I'm like, let's just believe, <laughs> believe me. Yes, sir. Well, Jeff, appreciate the time as always. Uh, hopefully next week you and Mike can get on and, and get talking. I always like sitting in the background here and listening to you guys talk football. It's always one of my favorite times of the week. So We'll get back together in the new year. You know, Happy yes, holidays. You guys enjoy. It was a pleasure. Go Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.